This is Consortium Channel 5, Moonbase Reports and Broadcasts. Brought to you by the Ensoyment family of products. Ensoy yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, that just happened. Um, personal log, Roger Regatta Fisher, July 28th. This recording is not authorized for official review or broadcast. We had an unexpected staff meeting just before shift end. Of course, they waited until they got a full day's work out of us. Unexpected, that's putting it mildly. The gist is, Moonbase Theta is being shut down. Decommissioned. After all the talk about being the primary focus when they closed the nearside bases, it's our turn to be... I was going to say made redundant, but I don't think that applies when you're the last one. Unexpected for us. Apparently management has been planning this for the last six months. They've got a schedule. 20 weeks starting next Monday. Tasks set up down to the minute. Every experiment boxed up. You gotta wonder how they'll fit the tardigrades. Every mechanism shut down or automated. Every light switch flipped. We're gonna leave this place a ghost town. Sooner than later, really. The plan includes optimal resource reduction, basically. Most of the crew goes into stasis over the next few days, leaving a handful doing all of the actual work. No managers, that's for sure. You could see it in every pair of eyes above the line. This universal, not it. Five people. Five selected personnel to manage the 20-week shutdown sequence. Guess whose name was on that list? Who gets to earn their pay with no hope of an early offload on one of the supply rockets? That's right. The luckiest calm lead this side of Earth's natural satellite. Damn it! Ow! I better get Pacey to look at it before they go to stasis. Medics, of course, didn't make the cut. It's far more important we have that bonehead from security on hand. <laughs> I can't wait for 20 weeks where he's lurking around every corner. He better take his alternating duty shifts like the rest of us. That is the somewhat brighter side, getting to learn the ins and outs of the rest of the station activities, monitoring the telescopic arrays, archiving all that experimental data, helping out in the hydroponic farms. I'm taking over the genetic archives. That's a pretty huge responsibility and opportunity. I don't know the farmer they chose, McVet, but I'm looking forward to learning from Dr. Ray and Wilder. I know what they say about Wilder, but if anything, that makes her better at her job. There's nobody who knows the base hands-on from stem to stern like she does. I could pick up a lot in the next 21 weeks. <sighs> 21 weeks. Alex is not going to like that. It was bad enough when my rotation was scheduled to end in October, when I'd be back before Halloween. I can already hear it. All I do about our group costume, Roger. I, I see Watson. I see the hounds of the Baskervilles. Where's my Sherlock? I'm sorry, love. I know this wasn't in the plan. That part sucks, and I'm sorry. I mean, something was bound to happen. It wasn't going to go easy. I'm not the manager's darling at this point. After clashing over the near side network and the arguments about my contract, 
I, I don't care what they say. Limit downstream communications. I'm the one who operates the rig, and I'm sending messages to my goddamn husband. Go ahead and place it in my permanent file. If I stop talking to Alex, then he's left alone with his thoughts until I get back. His last real memory with me is still that thing. The day before I left, I can't just... I didn't even mean to... I knew he wouldn't do that. He knew I knew he wouldn't do that. It's just... I've said I'm sorry. I've said it a hundred times, and he's forgiven me a hundred times back, but not face to face. He did send me that book of poetry, Last Ship. That's got to be important. Words mean things to us. It's only 21 weeks. I'll make it through. And then we'll get away. I don't even care about my job. I don't care about the Enclave or the Consortium. There are places outside that are still viable, beyond the cities. You'd love the space to have a better garden, and I... I could use the rest. 21 weeks. It's not so long. I'm starting my countdown now. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 4th, 2098. The time is 10.15. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself, Nessa Chong, Agriculture, Shwini Ray, Astrophysics, Michelle Langlois, Security, and Wilder, Base Maintenance. This is as per your list, other than the replacement with Nessa. Our other farmer, Harold McVett, was a medical induction due to respiratory distress. A full report will be transmitted after this broadcast. Tasks for the shutdown sequence are outlined in the memo approved by senior management. These will be assigned as they best suit each team member and include the ramping down of all mining operations, programming the radio telescopes for remote operation, closing down all active experiments, and saving off data. Experiments requiring special attention include Bristol, where the hedgehogs will need to transition to Earth-standard atmosphere, Pixie, where the hallucinogenic agents must be neutralized without aspiration, and decisions must be made regarding the mutated tardigrades from Project Grobear. All team members will assist in the sterilizing and space-proofing of laboratory areas as they are closed off. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports, We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Eta to see if they experienced any of the same. None of us are experts in this area. The additional data would be helpful. Naturally, we're all looking forward to waking up safe and sound back on Earth. We appreciate you making this a priority. We would have accessed the information directly, but our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Please see my requests of June 28th. July 12th and August 1st. Michelle will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous, numerous requests. Of course, this means we have lost video links as well, and with them our view of Earth and how things are going down there. We're starting to forget your face. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 85%. Water is at 63%. These will continue to increase with mining at current levels. We've switched power to the polar stations as we're currently in dark phase. Food stores are sufficient, particularly now that there are only five of us to fight over the drumsticks, and three are vegan. 
I'll attach the numbers for that survey the entertainment wings sent up. We had every crew member run through at pre-stasis. The foie gras track had the most heat as far as olfactory goes, but in the traditional media, the sense around from Hanuman's children was more of a hit. Everyone's excited to live that on release day. Regarding your comment on my last transmission, if you review my employment contract, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages. My personal message is as follows. To my husband, Alessandra, I love you. Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 11th, 2098. The time is 2243. Base shutdown is at 19 weeks and counting. All tasks are moving forward on schedule, though with minor variations. There's been some dispute among the extant crew members over who holds responsibility for quality assurance and final task approval. Our management team, of course, went into stasis on your instructions, which left a certain vacuum. (laughs) Perhaps in space you believe that was unavoidable, but it is becoming an issue particularly in the monitoring of the telescopic arrays. Clarification is requested. With the reduction in active personnel, we've all been taking shifts in the observatory. Dr. Ray Ashwini is immersed in data analysis, particularly as deadlines loom in our schedule. They've been taken to sleeping in the chamber. We assist by monitoring the flow in real time, both from the radio antenna array and the multi-wavelength optical telescopes. Optical monitoring is, of course, only useful when observing closer and more erratic cosmic phenomena. We log variations for review, and if they are marked for follow-up, we alter our focus in that direction. In theory, these decisions come from Ashwini as well, but a lot of it has been passed on to bots they've written into the network. Direct feedback or sign-off on our labor is non-existent. It has been intriguing, being brought up to speed on the radio array, learning to read the data, to be sitting hundreds of meters underground, the array spanning the breadth of the Daedalus crater above us. All of space filtered down in streams of numbers and correlations and profiles that spiral like the galaxies they reflect. Quasars, nebulae, the unbelievable mass of a black hole, invisible but radiant gas clouds, wavelengths too massive to measure through mirrors and glass. It's a magnificence unimaginable to the naked eye. Uh, Of course, it's my responsibility as communications to capture it all, both for reports and to use in crafting outgoing messages, but there have been issues. Michelle keeps inserting themselves into the process as if we all report to them, as if security and the natural order of things trumps science or necessity or beauty. Certainly, if we find evidence of an incipient alien invasion or encroaching development by a rival corporate entity, they'll be the first we alert. But otherwise, you see the issue. If you could provide a memo, perhaps outline a reporting structure for these situations... I'm not suggesting that I be put in charge. I believe Dr. Ray is still capable, given proper motivation and reminders, to manage their area. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 90% and are being converted and stored for transfer on the returning supply rocket. Water is at 60%, slight decrease due to an accident caused when the sewage tanks were vented directly to the surface. Please note the attached map and adjust your landing locations appropriately. Two final notes, both referring back to my previous transmission. First, we requested copies of the nearside base's shutdown logs for review. 
So far, our stasis pods have remained stable, but these would assist in reducing some significant safety concerns. Second, regarding my request for vehicle access to inspect and repair the microwave transmission towers, Michelle has informed me that this is now pending with security for approval. I'd ask you to reconsider and respond directly. Personal message follows from this point. Alessandra, I'm missing you terribly today. Pets to Cass and Paul. Uh, Have you been watching what they eat? You know how they get during squirrel season. You've been on my mind so often through the days, wishing I could share all this with you. Should we ever need to escape the strife on Earth, I've claimed a nebula in your name. The mathematics are absolutely lovely. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 18th, 2098. Time is 9.22 and 36 seconds. They shut down 18 weeks. The supply rocket has not arrived. With our ongoing transmission issues, we are only alerted when the rocket reaches line of sight with data or if a message is sent via satellite, of which there are none currently within range. Thus, we have no news as to whether this is a delay en route, if the rocket was ever launched, or if there was some more significant issue of which we have not been informed. The primary consideration with this delay is the helium-3 stores. The tanks are currently on the surface awaiting retrieval. However, the loading dock is within full sunlight. We shifted back today this week, and it is difficult to maintain temperature for superfluid storage. Moving the tanks back underground would cause significant delays when the rocket does eventually arrive, but may prove necessary. And of course, vehicle access to retrieve will require additional approval <clears throat> from base security. Most standard on- and offload items are lower priority, although since Nessa has taken over rationing and run an inventory, it is noted we are dangerously low on chocolate. Stasis pods, as per your recent instructions, will be maintained on base for the time being. I've provided a log of the warning light configurations we've noted. If you cannot release the other base logs, then, then please have your analysts compare and advise from that data. There are only three more rockets scheduled over which we can spread the offload of our personnel. In the meantime, we have begun to sterilize and decommission unused station areas. As mentioned in my previous broadcasts, there were a few issues that required additional sterilization, and we've only just moved on to the crew quarters. While everyone was requested to move personal items into storage, wipe all media files, and initiate their own cleaning protocols, this has not turned out to be the case. It's like being a resident assistant after dorm checkout. Dirty clothing stuffed into cubby holes, used food trays, though these did allow us to secure most of the fruit flies which had disappeared from the genetics lab, a variety of contraceptive devices, several religious icons, several football banners, which were of course banned from open display during the last World Cup, three pizza pops, which Nissa has confirmed were never part of official stores, and one hedgehog who had been written off as deceased in the labs, apparently being kept as a pet. Finally, some of the hydroponics equipment from our farm made its way back to the personal quarters of Harold McVet, agriculture. I only mention this because the particular crop they were cultivating may have had to do with their respiratory issues. <clears throat> As required by the entertainment wing, we have been checking all media files for rights management. There were several bootleg copies of Shania Commandos being passed around, as well as multi-tracks by Depression Z and a few questionable Cortex apps. All details were logged and provided to Michelle for reporting. It appears that the satellite has moved into range while I composed this message with 
No updates regarding the status of our supply rocket. Please reply as soon as you receive this broadcast. Alessandra, I'm sorry, I have to get this sent out. All my love, please take care of yourself. I'm already looking forward to the day I'm back in our terrible, lumpy bed. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, Roger Brigado Fisher, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 25th, 2098, 8.45 in the morning, 17 weeks before base shutdown. Your reply to my previous message, rocket delay, border skirmishes, affecting access to Alicantra launch pad, with no further explanation, has caused a rising level of dismay here. The rocket itself, of course, is needed. We have moved the Helium-3 tanks back underground for the time being, though storage space is limited. But on an emotional level, several crew members have friends and contacts in areas affected by the ongoing Rio-Sao Paulo enclave disputes. You should know from my personnel file that I hold Rio citizenship and my husband resides there now. We await additional information, hopefully by the next satellite passby. If the supply rocket has not yet launched, Wilder has requested some additional items for base repairs. Five meters of reinforced vacuum jumper hose, three XR-sized air filters for laboratory use, we're still clearing out the Pixie experiment, and I'm quoting, as much duct tape as you can spare. <laughs> I've done a few shifts lately assisting Wilder on their rounds. The duct tape is an absolute must-have. What they do with tape and twist ties to a fusion reactor is both impressive and horrifying at the same time. I don't know where he'd be without them. Actually, I do, and it would involve a lot less component molecules than any of us are comfortable with. I'd also ask that you place my positive endorsement in their file. I know security has ongoing concerns about the trustworthiness of enhanced persons. That prejudice needs to be eradicated. Particularly as our security representative has been less than circumspect of late. I know you'll have received a report on the incident, but as I was also in the quarters where they were discovered, I'd like to corroborate. I won't go into details, but it was definitely not their private space or their private time, but the activities exposed were very private indeed. While both are responsible for the incident, I feel that security has an extra duty to exercise discretion. I'm sorry, let me find my place. Uh, rocket delay, Rio, base repairs, Michelle, Nessa thing. Oh, in response to my report on discovered contraband, I was asked to provide details connecting names to the illicit items listed. At the time, we didn't log that information. It had not been requested, and at this date, I'm afraid my memory fails. Uh, base operations, all levels are staying within. Levels, HE3 is at... Um, uh, 32%. Uh, this is our storage, not the tanks, for retrieval. Water's back up to 70% and stable. Power supply is optimal. Fully on local panels until we go dark later in the week. Food stores are still adequate, though the requests submitted previously remain outstanding until rocket arrival. P please provide further details at the highest priority, both on the rocket schedule and the current situation that is causing the delays. I will monitor for updates. Personal message following to my husband. Please write back as soon as this is delivered. I don't know what's going on there, and oh, a few words are enough. Just tell me you're okay. I love you. Stay safe. Castor and Pollux, safe. All of you, safe. I love you. Moonbase Theta, out.
Broadcasting, Roger Bergado Fisher speaking, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is September 1st, 2098. The time is 2043, 16 weeks still counting down. The rocket has just departed. It took most of the day to move the tanks back to the surface and unload. They made their return window with only minutes to spare. A full manifest will be sent by separate broadcast for your reference. Due to the loading schedule, I've only been able to sit now and listen to your message. The news that the Enclaves are cooperating once again has relieved some tension among the crew. Thank you for that. However, your assurance is that all family members and corporate employees are safely accounted for without providing personal details or direct messages from the same uh, are not making us feel all that secure. Just a few words from our loved ones, as soon as possible. Any message from them at all would be... I'm sure you understand. We uh, appreciate your ongoing efforts in this area. Tasks for the shutdown sequence continue. Ashwini has upgraded the automation on the radio telescope arrays, which has allowed us to scale back on monitoring duties. However, this has not resulted in their emergence from the observatory, not even at mealtimes. Helium mining operations continue, while ice mining has moved to lower priority. The reduction of these duties has allowed for more constant supervision of the stasis pods. Wilder was able to find documentation that indicates the warning lights could be due to power fluctuations. Please confirm if you are able. I've also been assisting Nessa with the hydroponic farm system. While our needs for produce and cultured proteins have diminished, scaling back has to happen in delicate steps as the farm is tied into the air and water scrubbing mechanisms for the base. Also, there are aesthetic and emotional considerations. Everyone tends to linger there on break and recreation periods. It's a welcome change from the sterile functionality of the other living areas. Much of the welcoming atmosphere comes from NASA themselves, and that would be more difficult to reproduce. We've shared certain tasks since I took over responsibility for the genetic archives, but I've come to appreciate them even more while assisting on the farm. If our management issues continue, there could be a worse choice to fill in the gaps. NASA is personable, listens closely, and offers valuable feedback, and they have a remarkable mastery of base rules and regulations. When Michelle came in complaining about secure protocols, Nessa had the appropriate terms and conditions right on the tip of their tongue, barely a pause despite the uh, history between the two. It was impressive. Uh, Shortly thereafter, I was informed by Michelle that there will be a coded security report to broadcast later today. Be aware that is forthcoming. Um, To my uh, Alessandra... Sorry, this is the personal message portion of the broadcast... Uh, To Alessandra, whenever you receive my messages, please respond. Let me know where you are and how you're doing. It's been a tense few weeks. Working the farm, I've been reminded of our garden, the planting and harvesting, walking beside the rose while dusk shadows the sky and stars and satellites become visible, the scent of the flowers, the rustling of stalks in the breeze, your hand in mine. I've been uh, reading that book of poetry you sent me. I found the one you loved as a child. Slipping softly through the sky, little horned happy moon, can you hear me up so high? Will you come down soon? On my nursery window sill, will you stay your steady flight and then float away with me through the summer night? Brushing over tops of trees, playing hide and seek with stars, peeping up through shiny clouds at Jupiter or Mars. 
I shall fill my lap with roses gathered in the Milky Way, all to carry home to mother. Oh, what will she say? Little rocking sailing moon, do you hear me shout, ahoy, just a little nearer moon, to please a little boy. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications on Moonbase Theta. The date is September 9th, 2098. The time is 1254. On a personal note, thank you for passing along word from my husband. Even though it fell between the regular weekly schedule for transmission, it was greatly appreciated. We are at 15 weeks before the scheduled base shutdown. We understand that schedule is now in dispute due to restructuring after the merger of the Rio and Sao Paulo enclaves. There was some confusion in the memo received from your office, from whichever office now holds over Moonbase operations, and I would like to reply to your queries point by point. If you refer back to my broadcast of August 11th, a full transcript is available if the audio file has been misplaced. I outline my experience with and feelings regarding the use of the telescopic array. As this was one of the priority tasks that led to the construction of a far side moon base to begin with, and as automation has already reduced this to a single person's responsibility, and that person is particularly dedicated, my recommendation would be to keep both eyes open until the last possible moment. To the related suggestion that mining become our primary focus, both helium and ice mining has continued at full capacity. There have been outside delays which have affected productivity, rockets arriving off schedule, a few bad solar flare days in the previous cycle. These could not be improved by shifting personnel from other shutdown sequences. I have Wilder's assurances in this regard, and no one better understands the system and its mechanisms. The current active experiments, the hydroponic farms, and the rest of your list of unnecessary responsibilities are all in the process of being ramped down as it is. I've attached a copy of the original target dates for each instance, which leads us to your primary and most complicated request. You've asked if we could complete all base shutdown activities and automations, including all active crews sent to stasis by the mid-October rocket. That would compress our schedule almost exactly by half. I'm not sure you're aware of the ramifications. Astrophysics and observation, agriculture, mechanical and maintenance, the mining operations, the scientific experiments, and the genetic archives. Each of these is a valuable part of the moon-based project. Each was implemented under rigorous corporate guidelines, has been through yearly review and retooling, and each underwent a six-month analysis to define the best flow for reaching base shutdown to the greatest benefit. We understand that with new project ownership can come new loyalties. Certainly our security representative must have thought so, as they seem to have advised, without any real technical knowledge or consultation, that this amended schedule is feasible. My opinion, our opinion, as I speak for the entire technical crew currently available, is that we should hold the course for the best of all involved. Thank you for your consideration in this matter. As you spin up to speed regarding Theta and pending base communications, I hope you'll process outstanding requests in a timely fashion. Of particular concern on my part is an ongoing issue with the towers connecting us with the larger comm system. I've submitted requests on several occasions that are currently bottlenecked due to security, and I'd like to resolve this issue as soon as possible. 
Several crew members have asked if HR could forward an updated version of the Moonbase employee compensation and benefit package if any changes have been made due to the transfer and ownership. Our particular interest was whether we retain unlimited decontamination coverage. Personal message follows. Please see my file if you have questions. This portion of the broadcast is to provide it to my legal listed contact. Alex, love, it was wonderful to finally hear your voice. I hope you'll all be able to move back home soon. And please, if things are anywhere near as dire as you say, hire a cleaning service. <laughs> I promise as long as you keep replying, I'll ease off on the poetry. I love you. Oh, a non-personal message. Additional. I received the note from Entertainment about the verses I read into my last broadcast. The work of Amy Lowell is certainly within the public domain, and I will not sign the agreement you've provided. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is September 15th, 2098. Time is 2.29, 14 weeks before base shutdown. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 66% ahead of schedule for the next rocket offload October 5th. Water is at 82% and stable. Power levels are optimal on local panels. We move back to light phase this week. Rations and miscellaneous supplies are good. Astrophysics continues to monitor the readings provided by both radio and telescopic arrays. Agricultural has been scaling back food production and recycling operations on schedule as fresh rations have reached optimal levels. Additional base areas have been decommissioned and depressurized thanks to maintenance, who have also kept up mechanical repairs and continue to supervise all mining operations. Security, presumably they report their progress to you directly. Thank you for your confirmation that the original dates for full base shutdown will be held. We appreciate your confidence in our schedule and our abilities. Your new base directives have been received and disseminated to all personnel. It is understood that you expect these to be implemented as of this date to the letter provided. All data regarding the stasis pods is to be submitted in full for review by your experts on Earth. We are not to attempt any direct action in this matter, but are to await for your instructions. The automation of telescopic arrays is to be made a priority in order to free up crew hours for other key tasks. Analysis of outstanding data may continue for now, but should be scaled back considerably. As mentioned in your previous communication, any additional availability due to these and previously scheduled changes should be applied to the HE3 binding operations. Agriculture is currently implementing the requested changeover of all cultured proteins to the company's new Ensoyment brand. Responses have been generally positive, and the crew has been informed that any pictures tagged with the Ensoyment button will receive credits for additional leave time on Earth. I'm sure you'll see those coming through shortly. As I'm sure you're aware, there were issues with previous management due to a lack of clarity in reporting structures. It is obvious that you prefer a style where all decisions and changes in initiative come directly from the program supervisors there on Earth. This is heard and acknowledged. For this administrative style to be optimal, clear and open lines of communication are an absolute necessity. I refer, of course, to the cross-moon microwave tower network, which needs to be brought back to operating status. This would allow for more frequent communication both to and from Earth. Please see my recent reports. There is one new directive I haven't yet mentioned. 
this is your assignment to communications to myself, that I begin to monitor all internal base messaging, both of a professional and personal nature. I am to provide reports on the content of said conversations, as well as offering suggestions regarding censoring, where this wording particularly struck me, where appropriate. It is obvious that my protest will fall on deaf ears. The line reading, this is not a request, was something of a hint, so I will restrict my commentary to a single point. You end this with a comment of particular concern should be the communications of agriculturist Chong. I'd like to ask why. If you've been told something by our security, I'd ask you to review personnel notes for both Nessa and Michelle and consider how their previous interactions might color any negative statements. That said, I acknowledge and confirm the instructions provided. Personal message to follow. Dear Alessandra, welcome home. I hope there wasn't too much of a mess. I don't believe I authorized the production of puppies in my absence. Make sure to name one after me. And make sure they all find good homes that are not ours. I love you. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, Roger Bergato Fisher, Moonbase Theta, September 22nd, 2098. Emergency alert to all teams receiving this broadcast. We have identified a potential collision event, an asteroid that we believe could impact planet side. Please distribute this report to all relevant parties. Again, we have found an astronomical object on course with Earth. Using this basis, full range of telescopic arrays, we have identified an asteroid not previously known or tracked to this date on a path that could bring it into range for a terrestrial impact event. This object originated from outside our system and entered close enough to the sun that it was previously unidentifiable by our instruments and remains so to any planet-side viewing stations. What we've been able to discover is that this is an M-type nickel-iron composition asteroid approximately 95 meters in breadth, approaching at 8 kilometers per second. Provisional designation of the object would be 2098 SK-156. To simplify things, we're calling it SK. The current projected path for SK could easily take it within the Earth's atmosphere. Potential impact sites have not yet been identified. The calculations are, are quite complicated. There is the possibility that it might fragment before reaching us, or corrum between orbital debris and be diverted, or even impact here on the moon. The moon is hit by about 2,800 kilograms of material per day, with no significant atmosphere to cushion the impact. You might say we're specialists in this area. You'll recall the meteor strike of June 2082, which created the DeGrasse-Tyson crater and demolished our first mining operations on this side. I was part of the actual discovery. I, I continue to take shifts. The observatory is part of my duties to craft the spaceward broadcasts sent out by the array, so I help now and then with the monitoring as well. The initial radio reflections were so minute, partially hidden by noise from the sun itself, I didn't even notice them. But Ashwini caught on right away, recalibrated, and focused the array to that direction. I've never seen them that agitated. They practically raised their voice. They actually left the room for a few minutes to think. It was something to see. I'm sorry, of course, this is a serious situation. A full report regarding the asteroid SK, including copies of all relevant data and projections, is being prepared by astrophysicist Ashwini Ray and will be submitted by separate broadcast as soon as completed. We will await your instructions. 
Base operations remain at acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 74%. Water remains stable. Power levels are optimal. Rations are generally good. We've had to reduce provided sweet and snack items, but morale remains positive in that area. There are a few minor supply requests. I'll have Wilder provide a list before my next broadcast. We've reviewed your analysis regarding the stasis pod fluctuations. While an acceptable level of efficiency is a positive result, we'd like to know more about how the data compares to the near-side bases. The warning lights continue to be a concern. I have yet to begin the review of internal communications that you requested as of September 15th. Obviously, the current emergency had to take priority. We've all adjusted our focus and our duties. NASA in particular has taken up additional responsibilities during this crisis moment, particularly in resource allocation and personnel management. This should be noted in their file. Once more, to all receiving... There is an astronomical object approaching Earth on an impact course. Please review the additional documentation appended. We will provide further data as it becomes available. Note that we would have relayed this message far more quickly if it were not for current issues with the communication towers. Personal message. Alessandri, I promise you everything will be okay. I love you. Best to the hounds and everyone there. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergado Fisher, Communications Lead, Moonbase Theta. The date is September 29th, 2098. The time is 8.34. We are at 12 weeks before base shutdown, resuming normal operations and holding to our schedule. Following up on our broadcast of the 22nd, the asteroid known as 2098 SK-156 is no longer a threat. I repeat, SK is no longer an astronomical object of any concern. Emergency status is complete. The course of events is as follows. Two days ago, at approximately 9.42 Lunar Standard Time, we observed by radio telescopic array that the path of the asteroid had varied to the point where it would pass within 5,200 kilometers of the planet Venus. This brought it just within the tipping point of Venus's gravity well and into a parabolic orbit. On escaping that planet's pole, it will have been taken 79 degrees off the original trajectory and, well, far from the Earth or the Moon. That's the important part. I'll leave it to Ashwini to provide the mathematical details. I've been asked to note that this possibility was included in the calculations they previously provided. We will monitor this progression closely and continue to keep watch for any other objects that might encroach. We'll continue to feed data for review by your observatory's planet side. As noted in last week's broadcast, this particular object was only visible to our instrumentation on base. Offloading procedures have begun in preparation for next week's rocket arrival. Helium storage tanks and personnel stasis pods are being prepped for transport. HE3 will be transported in the usual tanks, also being used as the stasis cooling liquid. We have identified the pods for priority removal that have shown the warning light sequence previously discussed. After personnel are revived and those pods are decommissioned, hopefully you can identify the issues. A list of personnel for transport has been attached so you can issue the appropriate notifications. Maintenance has provided the following supply requests. Additional stock of duct and electrical tape, a replacement 13mm socket suitable for cybernetic attachment, a dozen air fresheners, lilac lavender scent, and two bags of the seeding salts previously detailed in notes for experiment Grobear. Also, if you can provide any chocolate, it'd go a long way. In your most recent message, you asked for a report on crew morale. There's no question there have been a few difficulties. The changeover in management, the stress of continued changes to the task list for base shutdown, the emotional difficulty of watching over our colleagues already in stasis. 
The end of our term on Theta is becoming visible, and I suppose we're wondering just what we've accomplished. We're looking forward to life on Earth, but also looking for the meaning in our time here on the moon. Sometimes you throw yourself more fully into your work. Sometimes you find yourself staring off into... waiting for the end. Agriculturalist Chong has been organizing intramural competitions and game sessions to try to jolt everyone out of their funk. They play a mean hand of ten-card Sueka. Even Michelle has joined in at times, and if anyone needs to shake themselves loose, there are always the standard distractions. I don't believe anyone in the crew is having sex these days, at least with each other. The Sense Around Library is being accessed regularly by those who have kept up their licenses. Lately, the Shaolin Super Team series has seen a lot of access. We've all lived Professor Wing a time or two. Ashwini has licenses for the Narnia properties. I heard them talking to a fawn under their breath in their cubicle. Full logs are available to the entertainment group as required. Base operations remain at acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 98%, currently being converted to superfluid state and stored for transport. Water remains stable. Rations are generally stable. We've switched back to the solar panels at the poles for power supply, but have had to rely on generators a few times while Wilder tracked down some wiring issues. Personal message to follow, as usual, to my husband. Hi, love. Are you counting down? <laughs> Hopefully nothing happened to the kitchen cabinets during the recent upheavals, because you're going to want to look on the top shelf above the waffle iron. But not until Thursday. I hope the vet went well. Give me an update. I'll talk to you next week. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergada Fisher, Moonbase Theta, October 6th, 2098, 2016. The rocket has just departed on schedule. There was a slight delay due to a faulty locking mechanism on loading hatch 3, but Wilder was able to make a repair with a length of 9-gauge wire and a flame-retardant duct tape. Watch for that on landing. All supplies are checked off on the manifest as received. The helium-3 tanks were loaded without incident and locked in successfully. Not loaded in successfully were the personnel stasis pods. We had 15 pods prepared for transport, stacked for loading on the surface, hooked to temporary connections so there would be no power or coolant interruptions, all as per standard requirements. When your rocket arrived and we opened it up, inside the bay reserved for the pods was nothing. No wire or tubing hookups, none of the required racks or dampers. I suppose we could have stacked them like shoeboxes. We could have chucked them in there and hoped for the best. Was there a memo we missed? Some change in the target dates? There are only two scheduled rocket landings after this one, and even if we dumped the HE-3 to make more space, we couldn't fit 42 pods into two rockets. Let us know as soon as possible what happened, why we weren't informed. What's going on? I'm sorry. Please advise regarding your plan for the offload of base personnel. I'm sure you can understand our anxiety. We await your response. Eleven weeks before base shutdown. Normal operations continue. Ashwini monitors the telescope arrays closely, including tracking the SK asteroid, which is now on a path back out of our solar system. Mining operations focused on helium-3 production continue apace. Agricultural and maintenance report no incidents, fully on schedule. You asked about my previous reference to the work I do in designing spaceward outgoing messages. As well as tracking and exploring astronomical objects, a secondary use of the instrument array is to send wide-range radio frequency messages into space. They may seem a bit foolish from a business perspective, though think of all the things we could sell to an alien race. But it's a project that the base administration has always taken seriously. 
finding a way to encapsulate the entirety of human experience for an audience that knows nothing of it, putting concepts down in words with which I have to include a primer for potential species that may not even talk, making sure anything I include can't be misconstrued or poorly interpreted, it's a challenging task. Obviously, we can't just say, what's up? What's the weather at Proxima B? If you have suggestions, I'd love to hear them. You also insisted that I provide information regarding the internal monitoring, which, of course, has been undertaken. I want to register my continued discomfort with the task, but my current report is as follows. Almost all of Ashwini's conversations are regarding theories and aspects of their analysis, despite the fact that no one they're speaking to could possibly understand the ramifications. Wilder has this really annoying habit of digging up ancient memes from the database and forwarding them around. None of us are certain what a doge is, but we've had about enough. Nessa's personal communications range quite a bit. They offer a lot of emotional support to the rest of the crew, almost a de facto counselor at times. But they also have an odd penchant for true crime media, so you hear more about autopsies and blood spatter than you might want to learn. All harmless, of course. If you want to report on myself, I'm sure anyone would tell you I spend too much time sighing about my family at home. I mean, you're talking about someone who had claws written into their contract to send sappy messages to their husband every week. I wasn't able to monitor Michelle's messaging of any sort. It's completely locked down, which I'd assume you're aware of and approve. That's, um, all I have to say in this area. Personal message to follow. To my wonderful, amazing, incredibly good-looking and personable husband. Well, that's all the birthday present you're getting from me. Alright. Alright. What did you think of the orbital? Did it fit? I hope the platinum goes well with the advancing gray in your hair. I found another poem in your book. It seemed appropriate. This one is by Anna Hampstead Branch. When I am weary for delight and spent... Even as a bird that tries too long its wings Will nest a while amid the grass and sings So I drop downward from the wonderment Of timelessness and space in which we were blent The wind, the sunshine, and the wanderings Of all the planets to the little things That are my grass and flowers And am content Or if in flight my wing should beat so far From the kind grass that is so cool and deep that it must poise among the winds on high. Yet will I sing to thee from star to star, piercing thy sunshine, and will always keep a song for thee amid the farthest sky. Happiest of days. Save some cake, love. We've only got ten more weeks. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications Administrator for Moonbase Theta. The date is October 13th, 2098. The time is 522. Current temperature is 25 degrees centigrade. Surface temperatures are around 113 degrees. Ten weeks until base shutdown. I would like to start this week with an apology. Looking back at my report of October 6th, it's obvious that I crossed some lines, both in my response to the issue with the stasis pods and in the tone of my commentary on the crew's internal messaging. As indicated, in both cases, I let my professionalism lapse. I greatly regret my overreaction. I have reviewed your memo with the active crew members, an internal audit of all data relating to recent astronomical discoveries, as well as a report on shutdown sequences that have fallen behind schedule, have begun. 
We understand that any inaccuracies could result in changes in crew task assignments, including the decision to send personnel to stasis earlier than planned. These reports will be the main priority of all staff until completed. Operations other than those referred to above continue within acceptable levels as per approved base guidelines certified by current management on September 11th of this year. Power levels are optimal on local supply. Our fluid-state helium-3 stores are at 18% currently. Mining operations had to relocate after exhausting their accessible supply of lunar regolith, but are back up to full operation. Water supplies are stable. Agriculture has indicated that our stores exceed any forecasted needs through the remaining shutdown schedule. Maintenance says, with your approval, our ice mining equipment could be decommissioned and the resources reallocated. Food stores are more than sufficient. The crew has expressed universal gratitude for the renewed supply of snack items. We are down to a single square of dairy milk per day per person. Now that's been up to half a bar, and I'm seeing a lot more smiles around the dining cubicle. All experiments are now marked as completed and all data logged. All extant subjects have been removed or placed in the laboratory stasis chambers. The only exception is the tardigrades. Wallader has to rig up extra space for them due to the significant increase in size from original estimates. You may wish to confirm back on Earth with Dr. Sorry, little quake there. Knocked out our power for 10 or 15 minutes. We usually aren't affected much by moonquakes. We're solidly installed within the most stable junction of the lava tubes. But there's been some readjustment as they move the larger mining machinery. We'll provide a full report, including seismic analysis... Initial estimates are 3.1 Richter K-class of, I think, 8. Still feeling the aftershocks now and then. Operations, I I think I've covered everything. We've decommissioned and sealed off 82% of unnecessary station space, including all unused crew quarters and laboratory spaces, except as mentioned above. Monitoring continues on the stasis pods with the variations reported previously and analyzed. Again. Allow me to apologize for my previous lapses, and again, your requested review and reporting is underway to be provided at our next possible broadcast date. Your patience and consideration are appreciated. Um, Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. Um, the date is October 20, 2098, the time, um, we are at, uh, nine weeks, nine weeks until shutdown, base operations are on an even keel, helium-3 is increasing steadily, water and power, we control most of the water and all of the power, food, uh, we're doing okay, shutdown sequences are on schedule, mostly on schedule, Uh, The reports you've requested previously are complete and will be appended to this broadcast. Two days ago, we received a broadcast from an unauthorized source, a rogue satellite apparently launched with the purpose of coming within short-range communications distance of our network. Ashwini was tracking it as an unidentified object. We didn't even know for some time that it was sending. The frequency it used isn't typically monitored. The message was not encrypted and is fairly brief. I'll patch it in here. Good morning, occupants of the moon. This is Maudie Sarah, leader of the Three Rivers Cooperative Community. 
We're a humanitarian enclave originally founded under UN leadership, when there was a UN. We've managed to avoid corporate ownership from then to now, which is both a blessing and a curse. We're not the only freehold left to welcome the stranger, but as far as we know, we're the largest left standing. While we stand, it's getting harder and harder down here. What with all the intramural squabbles between the major players? I'm sure you've seen the pattern. You must see halfway to God from where you're sitting. The coastal enclaves are constantly moving inward as the waters rise, annexing land wherever they can grab, making backroom coalitions. Zhengzhou, Shanghai, Philadelphia, D.C., Rio, Sao Paulo. It's all the same dance. They conglomerate, strip the land down to the bedrock, then look for the next green pasture. It's getting to where they're all going to meet in the middle, and anyone left who's unincorporated will get squeezed out. There are still pockets here and there where we don't have enough of what they need, resources or money to spend. But few places will take our coin. And it's not easy to raise your own crops. All the seed has that fertilizer lock built in and won't grow without it. And the water, we all know what's upstream. Messaging is pretty well locked down. We can't reach the other independents. We can't reach the supporters we might have inside the system. What we can still do is reach the moon. There's an old launch site. You don't need to know where, but we've got access and a bit of old tech and... Well, if it all works out, you're hearing this message. This SOS. The moon bases took their crew from every part of the world. Every corporate enclave. All we ask is that you reach out back to where you're from and send them word. We're still here, though we don't know for how long. Send help. We need critical actions, rebellious thoughts, grassroots efforts. As long as someone lives outside the walls, they'll need the support. I don't know what life looks like on the moon, but here... It's not good, children. We're counting down. The sender does not seem aware that the bulk of the Moonbase program is already decommissioned and the personnel returned to Earth. The events they report haven't shown up on the recognized news feeds, and as all corporate enclaves dedicate a 10% tithe to humanitarian efforts, it seems unlikely that they would... Uh, not find the help they need. There has been discussion among the crew as to the most proper response. We assume this broadcast must be some sort of test, a crude fiction or a joke gone awry. As such, we leave it in your hands. Personal message to follow. Alessandra, I, I hope this finds you well in body, heart, and mind. It's hard to imagine what life is like down there right now, but it'll be by the time I come back to you. I've been away for far too long, but however I find you, wherever you are, that is always my world. I love you.
Best to Cass and Paul. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is October 27, 2098. The time is 8.12. Current temperature is 25 degrees centigrade. Surface temperature is minus 167 degrees. Eight weeks remaining. We have received your amended list of shutdown instructions in response to reports provided and the updated needs of the earthbound enclaves. Monitoring of the telescopic arrays and space-proofing base areas for potential future use are now downgraded, as are any non-essential repairs. Efforts will be concentrated on increased mining production with the Intermediate Supply Rocket, due on November 9th, fully allocated to retrieval of Helium-3 stores. Offload of the personnel stasis pods is postponed. These instructions have been noted to all staff and logged. Operations will be adjusted as per the new requirements. Water supplies are stable within tolerance levels, a slight unidentified reduction that Wilder is tracking down. Power levels are optimal. Helium-3 stores are currently at 43% in the base storage tanks. Refocusing on Helium-3 mining as requested will require the following reallocation. All ice mining equipment will be converted, additional power lines will be transferred, and additional chamber will be opened for regolith processing. Personnel will be reassigned as follows. Wilder already at 90% on mining-related supervision and mechanical. Ashwini will move to 70% allocation and processing and quality control. Nessa will focus at 70%, starting with the decommissioning of the ice mining operations. And my time will be allocated on an increasing basis after I compile the additional reports you've requested. Michelle, of course, has your separate instructions and will act on with whatever those might be. In your list of materials for station retrieval, I noted that you've deleted references to experimental paraphernalia and the genetic archives. While for the experiments, data is generally sufficient and would have saved us quite a bit of trouble with the tardigrades, the archives are another issue altogether. I took over their management when biologist Austin went into stasis and have become well acquainted with the collection since then, rotating through the samples, checking the DNA for viability. I don't think you know just what you've got here. 913 samples of animal species and subspecies, 410 of those now extinct. The hawksbill turtle, eastern lowland gorilla, red pandas, 643 samples of vegetative material, over half extinct or mutated beyond recognition, golden seal, ginseng 42, every cultivar of the modern banana. These were provided decades ago. They're clean and viable copies. And that's not even counting the genetic breakthroughs made in the experiments performed on base. Look at the records. Look at the reports. I think you're underestimating the revenue potential in retrieving this material, as well as the moral responsibility in our role as archivists. I'm happy to provide further information, additional examples. Just let me know. All crew members have read your response to the unauthorized message we received and provided last week. As instructed, I am reading it into the record here. The broadcast by the so-called leader, Mahdi Sarah, was nothing but a prank by rogue elements attempting to stir up unrest. The claims made are provably untrue. If there are further communications, you are instructed to disregard and not to disseminate in any manner. The crew of Moonbase Data acknowledges these terms and signs off as such. Your guidance in these matters is always appreciated, though I must admit some context would also be appreciated. Not questioning your decisions here, just 
to save time in the future, a word to the wise, and any related idioms. Personal message to follow. Alessandria, I'm starting to count down to when I'll see you again. Is there anything you need me to bring home? Milk? Dog food? (laughs) I get a good deal on helium isotopes. I hope you're well. I know I say that a lot, but... I love you. Home soon. Be well. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Moonbase Theta. It is November 3rd, 2098. The time is 2013. Base temperature is 24 degrees centigrade. Surface temperature is minus 135. We are at seven weeks to shut down. Base operations are stable. Power's keeping up with the additional needs. Water supplies are steady again. Food stores and miscellaneous supplies are sufficient for the remaining schedule. Helium-3 is at 62%, which we're aware is below projected levels. There have been problems. <coughs> Personnel have been reallocated as per my previous broadcast. Ashwini and myself have been clearing the backlog in processing and storage. Wilder has continued to expand and supervise the mining, um, the mechanical aspects. Michelle has acted in what has mostly been an observational capacity. Nessa, Nessa is uh, agriculturalist. Nessa Chong is no longer an active part of the crew. <sighs> this is due to an accidental, due to the, the failure of water supply and distribution falls within the heading of agriculture and environmental services. Nessa was always a backup supervisor for the ice mining operations. As such, they were assigned to complete the decommissioning of those operations so the equipment could be applied to increased HE3 mining efforts. At 10.13 yesterday morning, Nessa and Wilder were clearing out the chamber with our tunnel boring machine to allow them to turn around equipment more quickly. Nessa had left the control pod to check a mark they'd placed when the wall beside them cracked and half the chamber caved in. The debris was, by the time they were pulled out, um, Michelle assisted, they had been observing nearby, but by the time they were clear, Nessa was... Everyone was, was, was working under appropriate safety protocols. Anessa memorized them before joining the duty roster. They, they, they quoted them to the rest of us constantly during changeover. It was completely accidental. It also appears to be unrelated to the quakes we'd experienced recently. I don't see any benefit in blaming Wilder. Their cybernetics are the only reason they survived. Anessa will be sent down on the next scheduled supply rocket. Please inform their partners and children. A memorial will be planned here for next week if you would like to have anything read.
I, I don't think it's right what's been done with them. I was outvoted. And instead of using Ness's allocated stasis pod, the remains have been stored outside the station. I think they hoped out of sight would mean out of mind. However, when you pull up external monitors, you can see just the corner of the body bag, the way it sways. It's hard to stop looking. I'm told that mining activities will resume tomorrow morning. Supplies should exceed 80% in time for transport. On final note, uh, Shwini has predicted an increase in solar flare activity over the next two weeks. This may affect scheduled broadcast times. Please refer to the attached report for alternatives. Personal message to follow. To be directed to family and friends of agriculturalists. You, you know who to send this to. I don't have words, really. Your loss is our loss. They are... It was... We wouldn't have any of this without them. I promise we'll see them safely home. Second personal message. Alessandri, love and thoughts to you. I'll explain next time. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is November 10th, 2098. The time is 2345. Temperatures are with an average for light phase. Six. Six weeks left. Six weeks and counting down. I'm taking a break to send this before we move the helium storage tanks back underground. Your message was fragmented and took some time to piece together, but the gist was received that the rocket has been delayed due to the same solar flares we warned of a week ago. We'll proceed to the backup plan for next week, November 17th. Ashwini has confirmed that, based on their analysis, the flares should be diminishing by that time. Helium-3 storage tanks will be at capacity. Please be sure to inform Ness's family of the delay. I did review your questions regarding last week. I'll answer only for myself. I did not witness any of the initial events personally. I was on my free shift inside the base assisting Ashwini. When the emergency alarm sounded, we ran for our suits and the airlock, but by the time we'd made it to the mining tubes, Wilder was ordering us back for safety's sake. Michelle felt the need to echo that order, as if we'd... as if there were any need for their presence at all. Why were they even... Everywhere they go, they're in the corner, observing. Not assisting, not participating, until something's already gone wrong. What do they add to this process? There's five extant crew members. What essential service do they provide? Four. Four crew members. Wilder ordered us back. I didn't even see anything. I thanked them for that after. That was my entire experience of the events until the uh, until Nessa was recovered. I don't believe anyone will be providing a full moment-by-moment -moment report. Wilder has already supplied the details they were able and is currently recovering from injuries suffered during the event. Incident. Accident. 
What I can provide, the following was my contribution to the memorial we held on the surface two evenings ago. When I think of Nessa Chong, it's not as my friend, though they certainly were. Without their friendship, the moon would have been so much colder. I don't think of them as my colleague, though without them, particularly in recent weeks, the project would have fallen to pieces. Not even as the bright, enthusiast novice I met during our training cycle on Earth, though I was impressed by their brilliance and energy even then. I remember Nessa surrounded by growing things, not because that was their job. It was more of an extension of their personality. I remember Nessa as a growing thing, dug into the soil, arms spread like branches to embrace as much of life as they could possibly hold. I remember Nessa as life, green and vibrant, drinking deep and sending goodness through the air. It's a known fact that all the energies in our bodies belong to the universe, originated in the stars, and returned there as we drift apart. I found a poem I wanted to read, written by Rainer Maria Rilke, but somehow direct from my heart. Do you still remember falling stars, how they leapt slantwise through the sky, like horses over suddenly held out hurdles of our wishes, did we have so many? For stars innumerable leapt everywhere, almost every gaze upward became wedded to the swift hazard of their play, and our heart felt like a single thing beneath that vast disintegration of their brilliance, and was whole as if it would survive them. Personal message to Alessandri. I didn't receive anything from you this week. It must have been sent, just technical difficulties. I'm sure an engineer will understand. I don't know how much anyone tells you, from the company or otherwise, but up here we suffered a great loss. Someone who made this a better place to be. The moon, the world, the universe. I wish you'd had the chance to know them. I wish they'd had the chance to know you. For you do just the same to my world. I love you so much. If they'll allow it, please visit the Chung family and tell them. Give them my thoughts. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigada Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. It's November 17th, 2098, 618 Standard Time. We are at... Five weeks before shutdown. Your latest has come through, fragmented in parts and with some significant dropouts. It seems strange that the flares would still be affecting communications on Earth when the interference from our position has passed. However, I believe we received the essential information. Confirming what I understand from your instructions is that the scheduled, amended, scheduled supply rocket is no longer coming at all. Not a delay, but a cancellation. All noted resources and personnel will be retrieved at station shutdown. Sufficient transport will be provided at that time. We are to continue processing helium-3 as a primary focus and topping up permanent storage. Additional shipping tanks will be provided at shutdown. Non-essential resources, including scientific paraphernalia, personal items, and the genetic archives will not be allocated space for retrieval. I'm sure the delay is necessary to ensure a 
safe and profitable result. Make sure you mention that to agriculturalist Chong's family. Base operations are within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at technically 100%, I suppose. Water is stable. Power is stable. Rations and supplies are stable. Personnel? Not so much. Wilder has thrown themselves back into the mining operations. You'll be glad to hear that. They've got one working leg, one working eye, and a fairly ominous tick somewhere in the mechanism every time they straighten their arm, but they're working double, sometimes triple shifts. Ashwini has done almost the opposite, retreated into their observatory, but with none of the feeds turned on. I think they're drunk as well, though I couldn't begin to tell you on what. Maybe they found a corner store that delivers. (laughs) I'm considering raiding their stash. I don't even see the point of talking to you about Michelle. They're the same today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. I'm sure their report will be attached. Myself? I've been reading, playing sense-arounds, doing my job. I spend a lot of time up on the surface of late. Not for my duties, but... It helps to stare out into space. It helps to think somewhere out there might be... You're going to hear about an incident. I... Don't debate any of the details. Ashwini suggested this team-building exercise that uh, Nessa used to organize to bring us together. It did do that, decidedly, for Michelle and I. The bruises are flowering nicely, so... Yes, that's where we are. The rumors aren't helping either. It's funny how four people on a moon base where the company authorizes all communication up and downstream... Word still gets around. We're hearing that you've got big problems down there, that the hands on the wheel keep swapping places, that you can't hold the land you've taken. We hear you weren't able to track down that Three Rivers Freehold, and it's not the only one by a long shot. (laughs) I don't know why I'm being this candid. Maybe this won't even get to you. Maybe you're too busy to listen. Maybe I'm hoping you'll come up to try to stop me. To my husband, Alessandri. Your message came through this week. It was so good to hear your voice. Plus, what sounded like about 101 puppies. Watch out for old women in fur coats. I hope Cass and Paul are getting some rest. I hope you're getting some rest. I hope everything there is... Keep it together, okay? Stay close to home. Work the garden. Stock up the pantry. Keep safe. I love you. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting. 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 I'm Roger. Roger Brigado Fisher. Communications Moonbase Theta on the moon. I think it's November 26th. Uh, that is correct. Uh, Four weeks to shut down. (coughs) I've been awake for 49 hours now, monitoring all transmission frequencies so I don't miss your message. I don't know if it's solar flares again, or a satellite gone all screwy, or... No word has come through. 
I could really use a coffee the size of my head and a nap. I could actually make uh, a coffee that size. Okay, several coffees. That would be the equivalent. However, caffeine seems to have stopped working at this point. (laughs) So as lowering the standard base temperature, and I'm only moments away from attempting that thing with the toothpicks from old cartoons. Mm, mm. Um, oh, of course, uh, what would make this all significantly easier is if the microwave communications towers were in operating condition. <laughs> then I could patch through to the close side network and, you know, options. I've just checked that outstanding request, which I have submitted to management four separate times, and it still shows as pending. Of course, if there's no incoming message by the next scheduled broadcast, we have the option of base emergency communications procedures. You know what those are? (laughs) I go on an inspection tour of the microwave tower network. (laughs) Operations are... uh, okay. Generally, thanks to Wilder, Helium-3 is now at 132%, which looks a little weird. And we should probably adjust that to account for combined storage. You know, water is wet. Power hurts when you touch it. We've got food, but I seem to be the only one eating. I actually haven't seen Ashwini or Wilder in the last few days. I hear their voices once in a while. Michelle, I've seen. We've been talking quite a bit. I might be turning around on old Michelle. If I can trust them. Uh, I know you know we had a fight last week. They made a disrespectful comment, or what I thought was about the remains. I misunderstood a Satru Customs about hammers, but we talked that out. I still think they're a scoundrel, professionally. But they had real feelings for Nessa, who it turns out dumped them big time. I gotta respect that. Once they let loose a little, they also confirmed some of the rumors going around. Don't tell them I said anything. I guess that's a breach, but... (laughs) Again, come up here and stop us. Things down your way sound like they're one hell of a mess. That broadcast from the Freehold? How many of those are going around? Michelle knows at least a dozen. And you can't squash that when you're fighting takeovers on two borders at the same time. If there's another change in leadership, don't let them forget we're up here. We're so close now. I'm sorry if I... I don't mean to sound disloyal. (laughs) Did I tell you about the tardigrades? If we're spilling secrets, might as well admit we've been keeping the tardigrades alive, but off the charts. They're just too cute to kill off now that they're the size of gerbils. Nessa liked them a lot. Used to let them bumble through the hanging gardens. It's back to dark cycle here. Back tonight on the really dark side of the moon now. You stand on the surface where you can't see the landing lights and it's... You forget sometimes, on Earth, that space really extends right through the atmosphere. 
you forget that all that black is really just a hand's breadth away. I think that's everything. I'll keep on monitoring for your message from this end. If I fall asleep, there's all sorts of alarms and alerts set up. Just send on through. Alessandri, you better keep those puppies out of my closet. If I find one cardigan out of place, there will be dire consequences. And out of our bed. I miss that stupid bed. And you. Good night, pumpkin. Moonbase Theta. Out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is December 1st, 2098. The time is 9.45. We are at three weeks until scheduled base shutdown. There has been no response to my two most recent transmissions. The last broadcast received from Earth was November 17th, and that was fragmented and incomplete. The satellite that we use to bounce messages back and forth has appeared on schedule. We are able to ping it. It seems to be sending, but no response on either the standard or backup channels. This would indicate a communication issue of significant duration, and after consulting with security, maintenance, and the current science lead, I'm invoking Article 27, Base Emergency Communications Procedures. As I indicated in last week's broadcast, if you got that, there is one primary function of those procedures. That is the inspection of the microwave towers linking Theta to the near-side moon bases. I've spoken to Michelle regarding use of the rover vehicle, which Wilder will give a checkup and load for possible repairs. Ashwini is analyzing the latest photo footage to plan a safe route. I will depart three days from now. Of course, all of this could be halted if a message was received. Base operations report. Everything remains within acceptable levels. Helium-3 combined stores are now at 152%. Wilder's obsessive supervision of mining operations continues apace. Water stores have declined a bit, down to 60%. Reports trace this to increased cycling of the airlocks connected to, um, surface visitation. Power levels are acceptable. We had to cut back a bit inside to keep powering the mining machinery, but there were areas scheduled for decommission anyway. Supplies are adequate on the current schedule. Obviously, we don't know what the situation is on Earth. The rumor mill shuts down, even for Michelle, when everyone on the other end stops talking. There are assumptions being made and arguments regarding how we should react, what can be done if things are the worst, if there are even options beyond proceeding with the last tasks of the shutdown sequence and keeping up hope. For now, that's our status. By next broadcast, too many variables to tell. Personal message to follow. Alessandri, love, hello. The hardest part of whatever is happening down there, what is definitely happening up here, is not knowing about you. I think about you all the time, wandering through the house, working in the garden, wrangling that pack of vicious canines sprawled across my side of the bed, all the life we've built together, everything I want so badly to return to. But that's all the more reason why I have to say what I'm saying now and hope things have fractured enough that the message gets through. Alex, if you hear this, if things are as tenuous as I understand down there, 
you need to go. I need you to go. Get your things, take the dogs if you can, but leave the city, leave the enclave. Run, and don't stop running. When you find people you trust, ask about the nearest freehold and head in that direction. Please, love. I'll find my way back to you. If, if there's any chance at all, I'll find you. But get somewhere safe. I keep looking at that nebula, the one I named after you when I go up to the surface. I could just barely make it out without instruments. I wish we were headed there this minute, hurtling away from Earth at the speed of light, all our energies and gravitational forces aligned. I wish we were... <laughs> go. Alessandra, go now. I love you. Moonbase Theta out. Okay, broadcasting. The controls are a little off here. Sorry. Um, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is December 8th, 2098. The time is 1452. Please note that for the first time, I am not broadcasting from Moonbase Theta. I departed from there on December 5th on a trip to inspect the microwave towers meant to connect our base with a larger communications network. This network, of course, has not been in operation since May of this year, when the last bases on the near side were still cycling through their shutdown sequences. No explanation was ever given for the network going down. It was blamed on standard system outages and messaging rerouted through satellite communications instead. We planned a route for my trip extending from our base to the closest optimal location, Moon Base Delta, on the close side near the Mare Fecunditatis, the Sea of Fertility passing by all intermediate towers. The bulk of the trip was in negotiating the terrain from our side. There were numerous occasions where the rover slipped on the edge of a crater, twice when I took a spill and had to rest and effect repairs. I took naps as I could after performing inspections. The towers on our side were relatively undamaged and seemed in working order. To be fair, these also had to be constructed to survive a higher chance of meteorite impact. On the near side, this isn't a consideration but it was here where I found the actual issue. Several microwave towers, after passing the Terminator line, were severely damaged, one actually torn out of the rock and beyond simple repair. One of the reasons I've lingered here at Base Delta is looking for materials to put that tower back in place. The damages I found were... of a low likelihood to be accidental. See images attached. I have to admit... I was in awe when I came up to a close side base. There's a lot more to see from the outside. Again, surface construction is a lot safer, but even the architecture is more impressive. The kind of swoop, and they've got fancy pointy bits that can only be for show. I guess you pretty them up because they're the ones visible from Earth. Anyway, the airlock worked. That's the most important part from my point of view. Speaking of points of view, and here I've been able to use Delta's equipment to focus in on what's happening planet side. I had to wait for you to spin around, of course, but at least there's still lights on at Rio. That's got to be something. Base operations report, Moon Base Delta. I thought while I was here I should take a look around. 
Naturally, water and power are minimal, as the base has been completely decommissioned. There weren't a lot of supplies worth raiding. They appear to have been meticulous in following their shutdown schedule. However, I thought it was worth checking their storage level, and I'm sure you can guess what it is that I found there. Stasis pods for all 36 Delta crew members, still plugged in and awaiting retrieval. I checked the logs. Retrieval was scheduled at the end of their sequence on June 14th, almost six months ago. That's a long time left waiting in the cold. From here, I'm plugged into the computers for the full network. I was able to pull up statistics on the other decommissioned moon bases. Alpha, 33 personnel, 33 still in stasis pending retrieval. Beta, 26 personnel, 26 still in stasis pending retrieval. Gamma, 20 personnel, 19 still in stasis pending retrieval. One pod shows a critical failure, didn't close correctly. Epsilon, 31 crew, 31 pending retrieval. Zeta, 19. Ada, 23. But hey, those pods seem to be working better than we thought. This message will broadcast through the network and should appear in your feed momentarily. I'm going to wait for 24 hours in case you have a reply. At that time, I will load up and start the trip back. You'll know where to find me. Moonbase Delta, out. Broadcasting, I'm sending this out on every frequency. My name is Roger Bergato Fisher. I'm I was communications for Moonbase Theta, owned by the consortium managed by the Rio de Janeiro Enclave. Sorry, Rio Sao Paulo, whatever they're calling themselves now. Whomever is left to make that call. If you receive this message, please forward to their attention and also to Alessandro Bagado Fisher, wherever they might be found. Alex, please be found. I need to know you're there. All I could think of, of, of coming back from the other side, staring through that viewport obscured by my breath, whilst all the night through fog smoke white glimmered the white moonshine. <laughs> I found that in your book of poetry, the most appropriate selection yet. I am the ancient mariner, my eyes so bright, my hands so brown. I didn't repair the communications towers. It seemed superfluous. I did, when I was back on this side, message ahead to tell them what I'd found. By the time I arrived, they'd already made their choice. I found three more active stasis pods, three sets of lights blinking in perfect time. Wilder actually went into stasis first. I can see it in the logs. They pushed too hard in the mines, and their arm just came apart all at once. They had to take medical. Ashwini and Michelle, I don't think they could see another way. I think they were afraid I talked them out of it. I can't blame them. I, I literally can't blame them. I don't have the equipment to wake them up to have an argument. The company knew what they were doing, only setting us up for half the process. Sometimes I argue with them anyway. I curse and shout and spit, just in case they can hear. They know what they did, leaving me to watch alone. 
I can see it on their faces. All fixed on me their stony eyes that in the moon did glitter. I still go up to the surface a lot since coming back, to stare at the stars or to visit Nessa. I remember when I was outraged that they'd left the body here. If anyone deserved a trip home. But now it seems like a better place than most. Molecule by molecule, they'll make their way back into the universe, piece by piece. That doesn't sound so bad, Alex. The moving moon went up the sky and nowhere did abide. Softly she was going up and a star or two beside. I think about those messages I wrote for Ashwini, the ones to send out into space, into the black. Everyone was a failure. I couldn't figure out what to say or how to say it. I guess they should have sent a poet. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Invite them to be pen pals? Put out the welcome mat? Beg them to save us? Maybe I did. Maybe at the last possible minute, just when all hope is lost, a flying saucer will swoop down from the black. It could happen, right? Just like we might still reach down and save that freehold. It could happen. When I'm back down below, I stare at the station schematics. Crew quarters fully decommissioned, powered down. Laboratory areas fully decommissioned, powered down. Hydroponic gardens, observatory, security offices fully decommissioned, powered down. And I find my finger hovering over the power controls for the stasis pods. But I can't do that. I can't do that, Alessandria, or the poem really is about me. Alone, alone, all, all alone, alone on a wide, wide sea, and never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. Base operations report. Helium three stores are at 198%. Mining operations have ceased. Power usage is at a minimum. Water, food stores are unimportant. Personnel, 41 crew members in stasis awaiting retrieval. One crew member awake. One crew member remaining awake. The shutdown sequence is complete. Personal message. <laughs> All of this has been a personal message. Every broadcast, to anyone who receives this, anyone left out there, particularly if your name is Alex and you're married to an ancient mariner, I pass like night from land to land. I have strange power of speech. That moment that his face I see, I know the man that must hear me. To him my tale, I teach. Live and be well. Moonbase Theta, out. I'm just saying, you could have left a note. Hey, Roger, we were feeling a little dozy. Dinner's in the fridge. Which fridge, of course, that's the game. Uh, personal log... I haven't done one of these in a while, and it seems particularly absurd at this moment, but here we are. It's been a week since I came back from the other side, and I think I'm done having conversations with this lot.
Okay, hands off. I get the message. Oh, I'm done blaming them. What other choice do they have when you know what there is to know? You either lean into the nervous breakdown or you... They've got no worries now. They can't wake up unless someone else does the job of sorting shit out. But I'm still here. My pod is waiting. There are automated systems. Everything was set up for this ending, but... I feel like I need to keep watch. Someone has to walk the halls and remember. <laughs> I really am stuck on the ancient mariner thing. I guess I'll go wander, keep my eyes out for a wedding guest. More soon. One thing I did that's always been on my nice-to-have list was set up a portable rig so I could record from wherever I happen to be. No more hiding away in the broadcast booth. I can talk to myself from the bare black surface of the moon and capture every syllable. I'm coming up here less often, day by day. The stars aren't... They don't do it for me anymore. I'm sorry, Nessa. I'm sorry, Alessandre. There must be a poem in your book for this, but that hasn't been doing it for me either. Not since Coleridge. There's a reason he never wrote a sequel. The Mariner is back, and he's not going to take it anymore. <laughs> you could cast the Albatross as my Disney-esque sidekick. That's the real reason, Alex, why I haven't gone to the pod. But it's getting harder to resist. If I let myself go, that's the dumbest thing. I don't even know where home is now. I don't know if you made it out, if you heard my message. I don't... I'm in the labs now. Finished my rounds. Base operations remain pretty decent on their own. I top off the hydroponics every once in a while, check the oxygen levels, try to make myself eat... Chocolate supplies are finite, but I have the full crew's allotment at this point. There's not much left on this level. A few experiments that wound up in cold storage, an active monitor or two. Otherwise, it's dark. I stay down here most nights. It feels less empty than the bunk room or in with the stasis pods. It's hard to remember what it was like sleeping in our bed, listening to you snore being twisted into shapes as one dog or the other wriggled in between. I can't even imagine with all those puppies. <laughs> I forgot the puppies. <laughs> you couldn't possibly have. Maybe he did, Roger. Maybe they're living on a freehold in the country with all the room to run and chase rabbits. When I can't sleep, I play back the notes the scientists left. That generally puts me right out. Experiment coded Grow Bear, exploring the growth potential for the phylum Tardigrata when exposed for extended periods of time to the increased solar and cosmic radiation reaching the far side of the moon. As has been established in prior research, there is an association between radiation tolerance and dehydration in the species where the disordered proteins desiccate and the animal enters anhydrobiosis. Typical of this state is the synthesis of cell protectants. Wait, hold on. I, 
I want this copied to my personal folder. Additional note. This is Wilder, base maintenance. It was my responsibility to, uh, to terminate this experiment after the Grand Exodus. Instead, I let the little buggers, not so little now, keep on tumbling around for a while, like our own personal hamster dance. Do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> anyway, Nessa liked knowing that they were there. God's rest her soul. And we all liked her. So, after, I decided to set up a chamber where they could go into stasis like the rest of us. They do pretty well on their own, but I thought it couldn't hurt. Got to rejig that later. Anywho, it was a piece of work. I managed to sweet talk a tech down below into sending me some schematics for the pods, right? Well, they blacked out pages at a time. But I was able to piece most of it together. I got to know the procedure pretty slick. Front to back, upside, downside, inside out, you name it. I'm pretty sure that at this point, I could even pull people out of stasis with the tools that I've got on hand. Or in hand. I know they didn't mean to set that knowledge loose. I made a few sketches. You make sure you check them out if you're going to carry on from what I started. Say full entry in all attached image files. Well, that, um, just happened. That could be a thing. Moonbase Theta Out is a Monkey Man Productions podcast. The show was written and produced by DJ Silvis and performed by Lehman Kessler, H.E. Kasson, David S. Deer, and Tina Daniels. Music is the track star by the band Ramp. You can find them at ramp-music.net. You can find more about the show on monkeymanproductions.com as well as on Twitter and Facebook. You can support our show on Patreon slash monkeymanproductions Get lots of great perks, best of all, the knowledge that you've helped make great queer sci-fi possible. Thank you for listening, and this is Monkey Man Productions, out. Consortium Channel 5 ends our broadcast day with a final message. Honor all curfews, listen to security... And keep watching the moon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio. For 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right, now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place 
to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom Patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. For making memories. For making memories. For making memories. Make your memories with us. Make your memories here in Absalom. Paid for by the Delphic Order of Mount Absalom and Celeric Bottling Works. Refreshing Celeric Soda and Diet Celeric Soda. <sighs> A Midwestern Gothic Mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.